This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Good risings. I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. Welcome to our week on attachment. We are joined this week by the expert on attachment, Sylvie Kuhasian, who I am just so honored to be connecting with this week as we explore listener attachment questions. If you want to do a deep dive on attachment, I definitely suggest taking Sylvie's course. You can find that at createthelove.com slash attachment. However, you are going to be getting so much from today's episode, tomorrow's episode, and you're going to learn a lot about attachment. So let's dive into the conversation. Welcome back. This week, we have been talking about attachment, and we are going to dive into another listener question about attachment. So dear Liz and Sylvie, how can I move from avoidant today to a secure attachment tomorrow? Mm, that quick con from, from today to tomorrow. We don't have a lot of time to do this work, Liz. I don't know if I can get there. Symbolism. Symbolism. Meta- <laughs> metaphor. Yes. Metaphor. <laughs> Again, love these questions when when I hear people that are wanting to embody more secure relationships because, you know, becoming more secure is not just about the self. It's also about we become more available and attuned and responsive to the people in our lives. So when we're talking about avoidance, again, we in the first episode this week, we talked about how avoidance develops when a child was mostly, there was neglect, emotional neglect, or there was just a sense of not really responding to the emotional requests and not really being attuned in a way they're maybe shaming towards that child's needs. So that child can grow up to be that adult who's really self-reliant, self-sufficient, and hard for them to trust other people. Understandably so, right? Makes perfect sense. So we want to bring first and foremost compassion to that because that is one of the biggest pillars of creating and stepping into more secure functioning attachment. And so some of the the difficulties can be again not trusting not taking risks to trust people not really being vulnerable in relationships so ways to become more secure functioning and i say secure functioning very intentionally because i don't know or believe that we just go from being super anxious or super avoided to all of a sudden being secured i don't think that's the goal or should be the goal because i think you know i don't even know if that's helpful to use that terminology we want to we want to create more secure functioning behaviors in our lives. That's my take on it. And so we want to step into those behaviors, which is about secure functioning is about reciprocity. It's about trust. It's about leaning into those quick repairs. It's about prioritizing connection in your relationships. So how can I do more of those things so that I can start leaning towards more secure functioning patterns in my relationships? Taking small risks of vulnerability, even though that might feel really counterintuitive for you. Understanding that even if you have this narrative that you can't trust someone, taking the time to challenge those thoughts. What's the evidence you actually have that this person is not really trustworthy? 
what have they actually done? Is it actually evidence? Is it based in reality? Or is it just a thought that's looping in your head? And also, you know, finding people around you that you admire that maybe have secure attachment behaviors that you really can sense yourself feeling more drawn to. And I think that's a really nice first step with just being around a person's energy, someone that has a very anchoring presence that can help you embody those things more within yourself. So those are a few things that I would say to start stepping more and more towards secure functioning in your own, within yourself and within your relationships. Anything to add to that, Liz? No, because that answer was beautiful. I loved thinking about it through behaviors because that feels like something people can do. I'm with you. Right? It's about learning to engage differently in your relationships. It's not that you have to no longer ever feel anxious again or no longer ever feel that pull to like back away. It's just kind of challenging yourself to try things that help your relationship become more securely functioning. And I loved the examples that you gave. Amazing. And and that's what it is about because you know, it's not about waving a magic wand on top of our head or on the side of our body, wherever we would on top wave of our magic head. <laughs> wherever we would wave it and just, you know, being this way. It's it's your actions that are going to facilitate. Because what happens is when you start taking those small risks of vulnerability, you're gonna feel uncomfortable. You're gonna feel like, whoa, this is not a good feeling, wrong move. But that's actually not true. Unless you're sharing your vulnerability with someone who's, of course, really dismissive or not really holding your vulnerability, we can go that direction too. But if you're sharing your vulnerability with people that are really warm and responsive and really look for those people because you want to practice with those safe feeling people and take that risk, see if how they respond, pay attention. If they're responding in those ways, that means that you can share a little more next time so that your tolerance for intimacy and for vulnerability can start to grow, can start to stretch. You can start journaling. Another thing that I share with people that have avoidant tendencies is start practicing to name your needs throughout the day. Have a little journal out, even on the, you know, next to your desk, a couple times a day, just, you know, what is a need you're feeling or what is just a sensation you feel in your body, an emotion that might be arising that you are quickly wanting to dismiss or logically bypass? Because that's, again, that's what you've had to do. How can you just write it down? Oh, I feel sad. I feel happy. I feel excited. I feel turned on. Whatever is happening, just take a few moments because the more you can acknowledge those things within yourself, it's also going to make it easier to share what your thoughts are, what your feelings are with other people and facilitating more connected relationships in those ways. I'm Liz Earnshaw and you can find me on Instagram at Liz Listens. Thank you for listening to Good Risings. If you enjoy this podcast, please let us know by leaving a review. We love hearing from you. Until next time, love on your loved ones. And when that gets hard, tune in to hash it out. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.